Hello. That's my spooky voice. Good evening. Oh, I like it. <laughs> Welcome to the Carpenter Rants. <laughs> I was working in the lab <laughs> late one night. <laughs> <laughs> that spooky like why is ooh. it's off-putting because no one talks like that normally this is the carpenter rants two nobodies discussing the masterworks of a master carpenter and we're those nobodies ooh. i'm caleb i'm doug <laughs> doug's got a satan loose in the house and what a what a two fitting satans. two satans and this is a fitting episode for them because this is our halloween special if you're listening to this on the day that it's published, tomorrow is All Hallows Eve, mm. and uh, you got any? Uh, you got what's uh, what's on your spooky agenda, Doug? For, just for Halloween in general? Uh, just, yeah, what you got going on? I, I got three kids, so I'll, I'll be trick or treating and all that good stuff. Yeah, we're gonna trick or treat. Also, is our first year. I'm excited? Did you not go last year? No, I mean we took him to like. We took him to see your folks, and then we took him to see my folks, and then Elisa's. That's about it. He was, he couldn't really so you're walk. Go back to house, then. house to house. Now? Yeah, we're gonna cool. go door well, to we door. We should meet up and do that since Let's, we live down the road from one. Yes, another. we'll work it out. Yeah. Mm, mm. Spookiness afoot. Um. Well, we timed this out perfectly, and I was really excited when we even started talking about this because uh, this was gonna line up perfectly the way I wanted to release them with Halloween falling on Halloween. And that's how I knew it was meant to be. Yes. We're talking about one of the greatest horror movies ever made, one of the greatest movies ever made. And the we're Ghost gonna... and Mr. Chicken. Yes. Starring Don Knotts. <laughs> What's <laughs> that? John Carpenter classic. <laughs> you know, no one knows this, but five-year-old John Carpenter wrote the piano piece that plays. Um, yeah, that was... Like I was telling him, uh, Caleb, before we started rolling here, that, even though I love horror movies and grew up watching them, that movie scared the shit out of me. What was it exactly? Just the haunted house part. When he mm. was stuck in the house and the piano was playing and all the weird crap was going and there was blood all over the painting and all that stuff. Blood on the keys of the yes. piano? Yeah. Yeah. That is, that that is freaky, me. but I wonder but why. then I would watch Night of the Living Dead after that and be like, huh. I wonder why that would frighten you and not... Maybe because it's supposed to not be scary. Yeah, maybe you I see Don. Not, like your, the, your folks were big. Uh, my, Andy mom, my mom is a huge Andy yeah. Griffith fan, so uh, that's why I was watching it because I was like, "Oh shit, Barney's in it!" As I said, I was I was five years <laughs> <Yeah>. old. <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Deputy Fife. Um, so maybe it's because you're used to him being like silly, and even though that movie is silly, it is legitimately scary. Yeah, a couple so maybe parts it just kind of. It's still a fun watch. It came on, uh, when did it come on? AMC? Mm-hmm. In the middle, not in the middle of the day, like early in the morning. 
caught it. It's a fun watch. I and would. It's, uh, it's like four dollars at Walmart right now. You know what? I, I would like to it. watch it again. I I really liked that movie when I was growing up. Yeah. So let's start with uh, Halloween news because we mm. had two big pieces of Halloween news this week, which is exciting because we're doing that. That's why I think the universe is with us, Doug. This is no one else, maybe, but the universe definitely is. Maybe. Um, no, people <laughs> aren't. I'm just so distracted. I keep hearing weird noises. and Yeah, it's definitely haunted in here, which yeah. is weird because I'm going to underlay creepy noises, but these are just all happening organically. Yeah, so. It's doing the work for you. Yeah. <laughs> there's some weird dogs barking at something. and mm, I don't know. Dogs whatever. or werewolves. Hmm, I'll say, what time is it? About 12.15? <laughs> in the day? Uh, <laughs> at noon. <laughs> yes, definitely And I don't think werewolves. it's a full moon either. <laughs> yeah, let's get focused here. Uh, John off. Carpenter in an interview says that, uh, and real offhandedly, but up until now we thought Halloween 2018 was going to take place after Halloween 2. And John Carpenter seemed to say that it's taking place after Halloween. After Halloween, yeah. So Ignore everything that came after John Carpenter's Halloween. Which we're going to do today, until we get done with the movie. But I want to look at this movie like it's 1978, Mm -hmm. and we don't know a lot of stuff about the franchise. But we'll get there. Halloween 2018 is seems to be direct sequel to John Carpenter's Halloween. Cool. And then this morning, and he had already said he was going to do this, but they it's official as of today, he is scoring he the is film. Scoring. That is exciting. That's awesome. I want to hear, and there's already, and you can already get it. I have it. a feeling that he's just going to take the, the lazy way out and be like, I'm scoring it, here's the original, put it in the CD player. I don't think so because he's, no, I'm sure he'll do, he's he'll updated do. it already for that yeah. new album that he has coming out. If you're listening to this, it's already out, and yeah. you should have it. In fact, next week we're talking about Elvis, and I've already watched it. Let me tell you, we're going to be talking about the new John Carpenter album also, because Elvis is a fucking mess. So um, <laughs> just, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, man. I'm starting to think we shouldn't have, but I already sat through the three hours, so I will talk at length about it if I need to. But Is it really three hours? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like two uh. hours and 48 minutes. I'm going to have to start it on a Wednesday night. <laughs> Just watch. I watched it in three one-hour chunks, mm-hmm. and you're not going to lose anything by doing it. Okay. I don't want to spoil it, but it's horrible. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. S- yeah, we'll save that for next week. Hey, tune in next week. It's going to be great. Uh, <laughs> no one knows. I catch it in yours. Yeah, I know, but I but it's all one track, so. Oh, those are werewolves cut. coughing. <laughs> Get that werewolf a lozenge. Uh, anyway, yeah, so John Carpenter, uh, what's that album called? It's called Legacy Collection or something like that? Something to that effect. Yeah, it comes out Tuesday. I'm going to pick it up, so we'll have that, or, I don't know. What <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pick it up. <laughs> no, it comes out Friday. I'm sorry. This is what, we'll have that to talk about. I'm going to listen to it. Movies, Friday is music. Yeah. Um, or, yeah, that's right, isn't it? Yeah. I think albums used to come out on Tuesday. They always come out on Tuesday, but then they changed it for some reason. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. Well, so you can spend all weekend, like, jamming out to that new Depeche Mode. What? <laughs> Speaking of Depeche Mode, have you heard the Trent Reznor uh, cover of I didn't. Uh, yeah, it was all right. Halloween? I didn't like it. You didn't like it? No. I, I get that. No, I thought it was all right. Um, it's uh, straight down the middle, too. Either you love it or you hate it. There's yeah. no one more like, eh. 
I thought it was boring. I was well, like, oh on. my gosh. First of all, there's a minute of there's nothing minute of happening. Nothing. It's just, the ambiance. It's just... It's like one of those scary noise tapes that, <laughs> we're, that you're hearing <laughs> that now. That you're hearing right now. <laughs> Bubbling cauldrons. <laughs> um, <laughs> that album's coming out, and so I'm sure he's already done before is that, is that updates. Is not on the, the John Carpenter album that's coming out? It's it not listed, no. Oh. Because well, these are all... I read that wrong. Well, they say it may be a bonus track, but mm. all the tracks on there are uh, reimaginings that he's done with his son and and their band. Mm, okay. So he's <clears throat> reimagined Halloween a couple of times. So I think we'll get a a, a Halloween updated theme. Yeah. I want to hear his forty years later version of his theme, and then um, and then I'd also like to hear uh, you know what new stuff he kind of writes to fill in. So I'm excited all around. Uh, I know he was talking about doing the score, but knowing that it's official just excites me. And knowing that it follows today's movie as a direct sequel is even more exciting Mm -hmm. because today's movie is perfect. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of these are going to be perfect. I like most of them, but today's is perfect. Yeah. We're talking uh, about Ghost of Mars. Yes, 2001. <laughs> See, we threw a curveball for Halloween. It's a trick, not a treat. Um, no, it's, it's John Carpenter's Halloween. And I'm only talking about the TV version. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just saw it for the it's first a bonus, time. bonus, what, 12 minutes? Oh my gosh, and it adds nothing. Yeah. Like I, so there's that scene um, where Loomis is talking to the other psychiatrist. Yeah, <laughs> if you haven't seen the TV version, where well, I'm gonna spoil the hell out of it for you. Loomis meets psychiatrists. Yeah, and then he meets a small Michael Myers, a little blonde oh, boy. Oh, forgot about that part. Window. Yeah, he's like, "You fooled him, haven't you, Michael? But you haven't fooled me. You haven't fooled me. Cut. <laughs> By the way, uh." Your Donald Pleasance is amazing. Thank you. I worked all <laughs> I thought the, for five minutes before we recorded on that. <laughs> I, th- I thought the ghost of Donald Pleasance had just kind of like floated oh, in here. probably what that creaking noise yeah. was earlier. <laughs> you don't know what death they're is. Gonna, they're going to fuck this up. <laughs> that was bad. Sorry. And then the other scene is like Lori and I don't know what PJ's character's name Linda. is. Like, Linda. That's right. Um, they're just hanging out. I think out. her name is Linda Vanderklonk. <laughs> I think that's her last Vanderklonk. name. Vanderklonk. That's amazing. I'm going to look it up while we talk. I know she's Linda. Yeah, she's definitely sure. Linda. But yeah, that, uh, her bonus scene is uh, they're chilling at the house and she gets out, uh, Lori gets out of the shower. In a robe. Yeah, in a robe. And then Linda's all like, hey, stuff's happening. Halloween, der. That scene is so brightly lit. Linda Vanderklonk. Really? Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, that's, that scene is so brightly lit it doesn't fit in with the rest of the movie. No. And rightfully, those scenes don't make the movie any and, better. Yeah, um, well, and Jamie Lee Curtis had to wear a towel to hide her short hair. Her beard. different hairstyle, yeah. yeah. 1978, mm-hmm. John Carpenter is hot off Assault on Precinct 13, mm-hmm. and he's just wrapped shooting his television movie, <clears throat> which we talked about last week, Someone's Watching Me. The way he tells the story is... The producer wanted to make a babysitter murder slasher movie. Mm-hmm. And they wanted it set on Halloween because mm-hmm. they're like, hey, we've never had a movie set on Halloween uh, before. Oh, they sell. Yeah, because Black Christmas is prior to this, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, we're not, this is not the Black Christmas <laughs> I digress. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, yeah, they wanted to use Halloween, and Carpenter's fine with all that. 
but his only uh, caveat was I get complete creative control yeah. and I get my name on top of the movie because mm-hmm. that's how he like likes all to his movies yes much. um so they're like cool fine and then he and Deborah Hill I told you mm-hmm. she's important uh like they're living What's together the at this uh, point I'm sorry cut you off is no. his name uh Mustafa Akkad yes he produces all the whole entire Halloween franchise yes yes he's the one that's all like well we should do this babysitter movie He's the one that hit him. Yeah. Sorry, I was just all like, what's that guy's name? Yeah, Mustafa. Mustafa, God. Yeah. <clears throat> Who later was tragically killed in a terrorist accident. Was he really? Yeah, in like a bombing in Jordan, where he's originally from. He went there to visit his family and was killed. I didn't know that. Yeah. Right after Resurrection came out, I believe. Huh. Yeah. And I think his son now has control of the Halloween franchise. Interesting. That's all off the top of my head. That may or may not be true. I know he he was killed in as something super tragic. I did anyway, not know that. Back to the making of the movie. Yeah, that's fine. Just um, off. Sorry. Yeah, uh, get depressed, everybody. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> so I think Deborah Hill and John Carpenter are living together at this point, mm-hmm. and they write this script together. And, uh, I mean, I don't know how many different ways to say it's perfect, but it's, it's pretty, mm-hmm. it's pretty perfect. The movie opens with, uh, little baby Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Well, the movie opens with the fastest sex anyone's ever it's, had. Yeah. In yeah. the history of forever. <laughs> yeah. Let's head upstairs. And by the time he gets in the back door and to the stairs... Uh, it's over. That guy's like, oh, I gotta get out of here. And yeah. she's even like, call me. And he's like, uh-huh. And like, yeah, what? Yeah. Uh, uh, and yeah, how? you know, you know how men do. Men. Am Ooh. I right, ladies? <laughs> uh, please write in uh, all your horrible, you know, one night stands. Yeah. At fast sex at those guys. <laughs> Not that those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Carpenter rants. Sorry. Yeah. That was something um, back in the day we used to be. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know where that came from. Yeah. Um, this is so bad. It just felt like one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully no. you cut that out. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. So <clears throat> Michael um, comes in, picks up a knife, slaps on a little clown mask, mm-hmm. and stabs his sister to death. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... It's supposed to look like one shot, but there's like I think there's two hidden cuts in there. Yeah, they're hidden though. And then, again, this is like uh, <clears throat> steady cams. Uh, again, oh my god! If you watch the first Friday the Thirteenth, <laughs> it's just Halloween, but with like more yeah, blood. Yeah, Friday the Thirteenth yeah. is a rip off of Halloween. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everything ripped this movie off, but well, of it's course, amazing. But I mean, like Friday Thirteenth yeah. is almost a shot for shot. <laughs> it's just like instead of. Fall, suburbs, summer, camp. Got it. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it is, I mean, it is gorgeous to look at. Um, if you don't have it on Blu-ray, get the Blu-ray because, man, it's beautiful. So Michael kills his uh, Michael kills his sister and then... Judith. Yeah. And this is when we're introduced to Dr. Loomis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the very next scene. No, they they pan out from Michael yeah. looking all in shock and awe from killing his sister. Yes. And his parents are like, what? They're terrible actors. Michael? Michael, yeah. what are you doing? And then her, his mom's just standing there looking off in space, putting her hands in her pockets. 
<laughs> I've never noticed. Yeah, watch the mom. It's I funny. will. Um, she's just like, huh? We zoom out, and then we we cut to uh, Loomis and that nurse in the uh, car going down the highway. To Is the, that... Uh, they brought her back for uh, H2O? Yes. Yeah, okay. I thought that when I was watching it. Um, she is also... She's in two, isn't she's she? She's in two of yeah. them. Um, was she in Rob Zombies too? She may have been. I know he brought back that girl from the four and five. Yes, Daniel Harris. Yeah, yeah. he put a lot of the... Yeah. He put a lot of the... She plays Annie in those. Yep. He put a lot of those characters from the franchise. Which Charles nice. Cyphers was supposed to be Loomis in Rob Zombies. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. But he went with uh, McDonald. Uh, McDowell. McDowell. <laughs> Malcolm. I'm sorry, I'm hungry. <laughs> I was just thinking about Michael McDonald. Michael McDonald. You fooled him on my killed his man. I would watch the shit out of that movie, by the way. <laughs> just like, uh, I'm good. Rob Zombie's like, hey, Rob if, you could not, if you could not sing Judy every scene. Brothers Halloween. <laughs> Michael McDonald's like, when you hire me, you know what you get. <laughs> Taking it to the streets. <laughs> like, we don't even have the license for that. <laughs> I think. Casting him would be the license to that. Well, I don't know. It just depends whether he owns it or whether the studio owns it. Well, in my Hollywood, whoever I cast, like I cast Harrison Ford in Halloween, we get to make all kinds of Indiana Jones and Han Solo references. (laughs) We can even use John Williams' score. Yes. (laughs) So, Christopher Lee, uh, original uh, choice for Dr. Loomis, Mm -hmm. turned it down. Was not a... No money in it, so he said nope. Yep. Uh, But, you know... Uh, Donald Pleasance is just... His daughter begged him to do it because she saw Assault on Precinct 13 was like, you have to do this movie. This 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 director's going to be the next big thing. Who is this, Pleasance? Pleasance's daughter. Oh, okay. And uh, he got he he signed on and he met John Carpenter the first day. He was like, the only reason I'm doing this is because my daughter is a huge fan of yours. Hmm. He was like, okay, cool. I like that. I did. What a great choice. Because even mm-hmm. in the, like, the... Even in the, like, shitty later ones, he's great. Like... Well, even, I wouldn't say that. But he's great. Like five and six, he, he he's phoning it in. He definitely is, but he's well. But he's in still six, the best was, part of the shitty movies. Well, in six, he was dying. He was. He was literally dying. He yeah. died before it was done filming. <laughs> and then they went back and cut up, cut him out of a bunch of. It. And then they were like, um, was it six or H two O? Where they're like in remembrance of Donald Pleasance, and they misspelled his name. Oh, it's got to be six, probably. Anyway. H two O is a little later, and there's like a photograph of him. Yeah, and that's where, that's where the, the nurse is. Yeah, they go to his house. I haven't watched. Oh my god, I haven't watched. I told you I was going to watch them all this week. I didn't do it, but I'm going to. Don't watch all the. Just I'm watch doing it. One, two, and H two O, and leave the other ones be. No, I gotta go. Watch they three. Exist. Watch three. I love three. I know. He's the he's the he's the lifeblood. He's Loomis. <clears throat> he is. Samuel I mean, Loomis. Uh, yeah, Christopher Lee turned it down, and then later he ran into Deborah Hill at some Hollywood function and told her that not agreeing to play Loomis was one of the biggest, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Mistakes. Mistakes of, of his career. Yeah, absolutely. But I couldn't I mean, see anyone else but Loomis playing. No, he's... Even uh, Ronald McDonald couldn't do a good job. <laughs> that would have been a scarier movie. <laughs> um, God, what about in... I don't even know why we're talking about this, but so in Rob Zombie's Halloween, Michael gouges out 
Loomis's eyeballs. Yeah. You remember this? Yeah. I haven't seen them in so long, but in the second one, he He's has bad. eyes. Yeah. And they just, they're like, if we don't say anything, we'll just go. Let's talk about the good Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> well, this Halloween created all the bad Halloween, so... This is, yeah, this is true. <clears throat> um, they just didn't get it. I think what's great about this movie is um, it's just so paced. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing happens, really, until the end. I mean, stuff happens, but what I mean, like, the thing you want to happen, the thing you're waiting for, mm-hmm. like, they just keep making you wait. That's There's the even, beauty of it. That I know. and the music. Oh, yeah, the music sells the they whole thing. They go hand in hand. I mean, it's perfect. Like, when you see... <clears throat> when Michael, like... Uh, when Annie's crossing the street, Michael pops up behind her. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not... Alone, that's not really that scary. But when you hear that... Like, mm-hmm. that, that stinger that he uses... Yeah. That creates the tension. And you're... You're scared, like you know. I man, I bet this was so much fun to watch in a movie theater in 1978, because you you don't have all the history, you haven't seen it a hundred times, mm-hmm. and again, every time I watch it, it's great, and the tension works on me still. Mm-hmm. But I just wish I could have been there to see people jump, but then nothing happens. Like there. Did you see it was making the rounds a couple of years ago? Um, Someone had an old reaction, uh, audio reaction of Ooh. when. Um, sorry, we're jumping ahead big time. No, no, no. Episode. We can go. But when uh, Michael sits up after yes. uh, Lori quote kills, kills him. him, I'm doing the air bunny the second here. time. Um, when he lifts up and st- and looks at her and gets back up, they have an audio track of the audience watching it and they're screaming. I bet, dude. It, it is, is awesome. I have to find that on YouTube. Yeah, I want to see that because. Let's uh let's go back to the Yeah, let's jump back because I really like this scene too. This is going to be the tangent episode. Oh, it's, it's like fine. every other episode. So, uh, the shot where they're driving through the rain and then all the mental patients are like walking around on the mm-hmm. on the that's that's pretty spooky, man. I like Yeah. And it's so dark and I know again Carpenter makes all these excuses about his budget, but I think it worked to his advantage. It works. Yeah, and he did this he'll do this all the time, but I think for me, this stuff works because they don't have an absurd budget. Yeah. Like, if you have a hundred million dollars, like, what's the, what's the point? You this know, you, three hundred million, not three hundred million, three hundred thousand. Yeah, which is, that's pretty which, big, dude. Um, I think it was nothing back in the seventy yeah, eight. I mean, it's yeah, it's never been anything. But to me, that's to me that's huge. So, well, you to get me to do twenty dollars this year. Yeah, I'm like, what? You make that for fifty bucks? This will be where. Uh, Michael steals the car, and yes. he smashes the window. And I like—he's uh, got that wrench. Oh shit! He's got that wrench in his hand. Mm-hmm. He, like smashes he the window. He has something in his yeah. hand. Yeah, he smashes that window. Yeah, but it's good. He squeezes the nurse's face. Yeah. Well, <laughs> 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 I'm gonna fondle your face. And so uh, he makes off with the car. Oh. Well, I can't skip over like great Donald Pleasant lines. The evil is gone from here. He's so overdramatic in that He's, first opening thing. Like when they drive up and the nurses are like, since when do they let him just wander around about? They don't. This guy's acting on a whole other plane. Yeah. Like everyone else is kind of like new or just whoever they could get. This guy's like a, oops, this guy's like a, a you know, classically trained actor. Everyone was like from the indies or this was their second or third movie. Jamie Lee Curtis was their first movie. Yes. 
So, yeah. But, and then you have, you know, this guy just adds... Veteran. Yeah, he adds, um, what's the legitimacy? Clout. Yeah, he does. And, and he brings it, too. Now, even in the second one, which I love, Mm -hmm. he gets a little more cartoonish. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But he's, he's pretty much holding it together, this movie. And he makes sense. You know, he spent his whole life studying this kid, and he knows that he's evil he's dangerous Mm -hmm. and no one's really taking him seriously i think they think and i think making his character a little more manic like that it makes it easier for people to discount him they're like oh he's you know he's kind of he's kind of silly look at him he's got a gun and a goatee so you can't really uh (laughs) trust him (laughs) no i think that i think that plays to his character a lot like He's over dramatic because he's the only one that understands this is death. Death is on the loose. Where everyone else is just like, mm-hmm. oh, die. you don't even know if he's going back death to Death has Hattie come to your little town. God, there's some great lines in there. I think you can thank Deborah Hill for a lot of that. I think that John is a great writer, but I think mm-hmm. John and Deborah are. I think Perfect she, team. Yeah, I think she brings the sauce that makes the steak sizzle. Sauce doesn't make a steak. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to analogies that don't work. Some of that sizzle sauce. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now we meet Lori, and this is again. And I kind of mentioned this last week, but the just the shots of the neighborhood and Mm -hmm. the street. And again, you got to watch this. You have to watch this in the the scope that it was shot in. It's beautiful, man. Like it's just. You know, and then you're looking at nothing, just houses still, and roads. Even but though it's supposed to take place in the Midwest during fall, they're shooting in Southern California in the summer. Everything's they green. had to ship bags of leaves in. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm for real. They had to ship bags of leaves in and let them get scattered around and stuff. And then it was someone's job to pick every single leaf back up and put it back in a bag oh my to use God. it for the next shot. And then, especially on that one where uh, Lori and Tommy are walking down the road going to the, the Myers house. You can look in the background and you can see palm trees. Ooh. Have you never noticed that? No, there I haven't palm noticed. trees. You got it like when they show that shot where they're walking across the street mm-hmm. and there's that shot just down the street. And off in the distance there are palm trees. Oh, man. Yeah. But yeah. Well, this will come up when we talk about Elvis also because Elvis moves into Graceland and it's... Palm trees. I mean, it's obviously not Graceland. Like, we live five minutes from there. Yeah, we're from Memphis, so we know what Graceland looks like. BT dubs. Uh, But I'm not from Illinois, so maybe they have palm trees. I've been to Geeseburg, Illinois. Oh, you know what? I was there. I was in (laughs) Geeseburg. I left my mark on Geeseburg, and Geeseburg left its mark on me. Mm. Anyway. So... Uh, we meet Lori and Tommy. Tommy's who she regularly babysits, and Lori's kind of your, um, I mean, she's your typical teenager, but she's a little more introverted, a lot more introverted. You know, she's smoking weed with her friends later, but... She's the, the smart misfit. Yeah, she's she's just kind of quiet. Kind of like, like the chick from The Breakfast Club, the one that didn't talk much. Yeah, but she um, talks. And then Tommy is the boy she babysits, and so they kind of have this exchange, and it's a little expository because they go to the Myers house, mm-hmm. and I guess her dad has someone uh, who's going to buy or come yeah, look at the place. Show it. He's going to yeah. show the place off. But they're still letting you know that the 
the the old Michael Myers uh, yeah, that tale still haunted. goes around. Yeah, um, Kids and are supposed a lot to of stay away from that house. Yeah, there's always a house like that in a small town. You know, it's, uh, I like that all the houses were all fixed up, but this one was a piece <laughs> of shit. Well, I got the idea that no one else had ever lived there. Yeah, that, yeah, definitely. And so this is the first time. Also in the script for the original movie, Michael Myers is referred to as the Shape. The Shape. Yeah, I never knew that. He had the name, but he was always referred to as the Shape. Yeah, because he lost all his humanity after the and that's, that that night he killed his sister. Yeah, and that's all he is. Like most of the time, he's in frame. It's just a shoulder, yeah. back of his mask. He's just a shape. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the first time he's in the house, and he sees Lori. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's I don't know. And this is the over-the-shoulder shot comes from out of the little window in the door. Yep. You see Jamie Lee Curtis drop the. Uh, Keys key. off, and she walks off, and then he appears, or whatever the noise is they make there, and uh, and I guess that's I guess that's the first time he saw her, mm-hmm. and then I guess she was just on his radar, mm-hmm. because again, all right, so this is where I was coming up with this. I'm pretending it's 1978, and yeah, I see uh, you going. Yeah, nothing that we know about yeah. Michael Myers is established. Exactly. We don't know that they're siblings. Mm-mm. We don't know any of this other crap. We Mm-mm. know that he is um, a madman that has killed his sister and is uh, super dangerous. Yep. And he's been away for 15 years and he came back and he saw some random person mm-hmm. on his turf and was like, no, I'm not going to have that. So, I mean, I got the stalking idea. Ensues. <clears throat> I got the idea he was always going to kill somebody. Yeah. If they messed with... All I he wants so. to do is go home. Let yeah, go it, home. literally, that's what he did. He went to his house, and then someone was there, and then and he... messed with it. Yeah. Yep. And then he stalks her for the rest of the movie. And she sees him. And I, there was a point that uh, they made in the commentary, is that they're kind of on different ends of the spectrum, but they're connected in a way, mm-hmm. because he's watching her, and she can see him, where everyone else just kind of ignores him. Mm-hmm. Again the shape he's just a shape but she sees it like she sees there's a person like a man there's something following her Mm -hmm. and so they are connected at this point and so that leads to a lot of the scenes where she's in school she's in class she looks out the window and he's standing out there Mm -hmm. by his car across the street by (laughs) his car that he magically learned how to drive yeah oh i love that's brought up later when he's loomis visits the hospital that he escaped from the the director dude is all like he doesn't know how to drive. He was like he's doing a damn good job last night. I love that line. Maybe someone around here taught him, uh, giving him lessons. I love it. I love I love Donald Pleasant yeah, so much. He's great. Um, and he and he does a lot of the heavy lifting because again the movie is. I mean, there are slow burns and then there is just like the slowest of burns and this mm-hmm. one is that latter. And it's just, they're building, they're building, they're building. So a lot of the dramatic, like, heavy lifting is being done by Donald Pleasance mm-hmm. in this movie, I think. Let's see, she sees him, uh, the girls also see him when they're walking home from school, too. Well, and she, uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis sees him. Yeah. Well, Lori Annie yells at him when he's speeding. Driving. She yeah. doesn't know, she hasn't she doesn't, seen Michael yeah, Myers, yeah. the shape. Speed, Speed kills. kills again. Nancy Stop Loomis. Stop on the brakes. Nancy Loomis back again. Back again. Uh, probably her most memorable role for oh, sure. Definitely. I love Annie. Annie is. Uh, I don't know what. There's something very likable about Annie. She's. Um, she's like. 
She's kind of she's promiscuous, but not in like this really like obnoxious in your face kind of way. She's, she's like when you she, have a group of friends, she's that leader. Yeah, that's kind of you know, male or female. That's mm-hmm. kind of bitchy. Mm-hmm. Takes charge. Yeah. Definitely, she is the leader of that little of pack. Little group. Yeah, because uh, Linda is kind of ditzy. Mm-hmm. Doesn't take any of her books home from school. She's a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. Annie is definitely their uh, their ringleader. Mm-hmm. And she also, and this is all kind of set up, she also babysits uh, the little girl who lives across the street. Lindsay. from Yeah, Lindsay. Lives across the street from Tommy. So we're setting up that they're both babysitting on Halloween, on Halloween night. Annie seems like she would have other plans. Maybe she just needed the money. Probably needed the money. Yeah. There's that. Oh, and then we see we see the shape again, uh, lurking behind the uh, the hedges there. Yes, yeah, a great shot. Where yeah. they're walking down the sidewalk and they're both talking to one another. And um, Lori looks up and he's just standing there. Yes, and then they stop. And like, Did you see that? And then Annie looks up and he's gone. Yes, all the shots of just Michael in the distance somewhere are great. My favorite one in the entire my favorite my favorite shot in the entire movie is Tommy looking out the window while he's looking in the window at Annie or when he's carrying Annie. Um it's when he's just standing in the shadows when he's, of the, yes. When he's watching Annie. Yeah. yeah. That's a great shot. That is my haunting. favorite one. Um is when uh it's right after the sidewalk when when they get home um I keep saying Jamie Lee Curtis but yeah. Lori when she's in her room, she looks out the window and he's standing in the, the sheets. Yes. Well, that are on the clothesline drying. But the funny thing is, is uh, you can either laugh at it or be like, there's some supernatural shit going on here because they shoot to Michael Myers and you see him standing covered by a sheet. You see his head and a little bit of his arm. Yes. And that freaks you the fuck out because it's a great shot. And then they cut to uh, Lori. She doesn't take her eyes off of him for one second then they mm-hmm. cut back and he's not there yeah so did he just vanish or did he just like walk away yeah did she see him did like she see him walk away or did sneak? he just wave and just like walk away? I or, don't did, know. or did he do that thing but then you can be like oh he fucking vanished because he's teleporter he's a mutant do you ever <laughs> do you ever do that thing where you're like staring absentmindedly and then the time. someone like walks into your and then they look at you and yeah, and they're like, "What?" And when you notice, you kind of like look away real fast. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's what happened with Michael. He was staring at her. And he's, oh shit! And then he's, yeah, yeah. Oh, here's where my sheets are. And then oh, he took them in. these sheets. Again, there's so much tension just building on this top is a, of tension. A super tense. Movie. Yes, like I said, you're waiting for the thing that you want to happen to happen, mm-hmm. and it takes so long. But when it finally does, it is so worth like all that time you waited. Because Michael could have killed Annie 15 times. Yeah. But when you finally get it, it's <clears throat> worth it. Charles Cipher is back. Mm-hmm. Sheriff Brackett. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll remember him as... Everything in every Carpenter movie. Yeah. Last week he was... He was a detective? <laughs> Lieutenant? Police sergeant? He was policeman who chases Uncle Leo out of town. Yeah, somebody's um, watching me. Yes. Is it somebody or someone? Someone. Someone. Yeah, the song is somebody. That's right. Yeah. And he was in Assault on PC-13 as the transfer cop. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> he was who? <laughs> that blank stare you just gave me. 
And he's picking Lori up because, like we mentioned, they're babysitting across the street from each other. Mm-hmm. And they're smoking weed in the car. It's a blue oyster cult, yes. Yes. Uh, when I was a kid, I thought they were smoking cigarettes. I didn't realize until much older that it was supposed to be weed. Mm-hmm. And it seems out of character for Lori. But this is where you get the... You're like, oh, she's got a little bad side to her. Yeah, well, she's a teenager. Like, she's, you know, yeah. she's she's trying things. She's just shy. It doesn't mean she doesn't like to have fun. So, you know, she might be... She's kind of intellectual and stuff, but she also wants to cut loose a little bit. And you kind of get that in that scene, which doesn't make any like sense. Uh, doesn't make any sense to me because they pull up on Annie's dad... Sheriff Brackett mm-hmm. at the hardware store, which has been robbed, mm-hmm. and all they stole was what did you say? Um, some, some rope, nope. some knives, and a Halloween mask. And a Halloween mask. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they roll the window down, and the sheriff of this town doesn't realize that that car has been hot boxed this entire time. He doesn't smell the weed at all. Yeah, that's some fine police work going yeah. on in Haddonfield. Yeah, Sheriff Brackett's not with it. Or maybe it's his daughter, and he's just not going to do anything about it because he's corrupt. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Let that have been a black kid. Uh, Ugh. The Which, by the way, moved into Haddonfield. <laughs> by the way, uh, no black people live in Haddonfield that I noticed. And Halloween is a, is a white holiday, apparently. Mm-hmm. Dr. Loomis shows up. Dr. Loomis shows up. Just walking. He yeah. doesn't have a car. Just walking. <laughs> well, maybe he parked further up the road. Uh, I'm sure. But, I don't um, know. You know what? We never see him with a car. Oh, wait. We do, but oh, that's wait, the beginning yeah. of the movie. His <laughs> car was parked on the side of the... I thought when we saw him in the telephone booth, I thought he didn't have a car, but this, the shot starts oh, yeah, we, with we, his we car. We that part. Um, when Michael Myers, say he, uh, he stops and gets a tow truck driver. That's where the overalls come from. Yes. Uh, Kills see, him, throws him in a field. Every little thing they... Uh, Everything he little does is magic. <laughs> Everything he does just turns me on. Every little thing is accounted for here. Like, where did he get the overalls? He could have yeah. stolen those from the hardware store also, but yeah, he... But he killed a tow truck driver. Yeah, just to take his clothes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I wonder if this is anything like Johnny Cash shooting a man just to watch him die. Probably. <laughs> we'll dissect that later. <laughs> That's for the Cash cast. Johnny Cast. <laughs> Loomis sees uh, Sheriff Brackett. Okay, yeah, so they exchange, uh, you know, basically he's like, I need to talk to you, it's urgent. He's like, hey, dude's loose in your city. I'm his doctor. He's bad news. Let's take care of it. He's like, uh, okay. That leads that sweet shot of Michael driving behind Loomis, and he just misses it. Yeah. Like, he's... In the the, uh, the car that Loomis was in at the front of the movie that has, like, the whatever you know efficient seal official seal of whatever department he works for on the side of it he didn't notice it driving by he doesn't notice it the whole movie until like the very end yeah and it's been parked in that one spot all night yeah like michael's not driving up and down that street Mm. he just happens to notice it at the right time we get that sweet shot of michael driving behind uh loomis now Lori and Annie are in their respective uh, babysitting. They're at their jobs. Yep. <clears throat> Tommy's got some interesting comic books. 
Uh, Laser Man. Neutron uh, Man. Neutron Man. Tarantula Man. I want to read Neutron Man. That sounds great. They were all old Marvel comics because I saw the Spalding yes. uh, ads on the back of them. And he keeps them under the couch. That is, his his mom. mom doesn't want him to have them. Well, I can see why. But she doesn't notice they're under the couch. Like, the couch isn't low to the ground either. It's like a foot well, off. It's one of those 70s couches. It's got those little doily ruffles at the bottom of them. So. I think it does. Oh, I thought it did. Maybe. Maybe that's just wishful thinking. <laughs> this movie's not perfect, Doug. I finally found a whole... <laughs> Damn it. I've been watching it my whole life. My whole life. It's just a whole life I've been living here. Go and burn all my Halloween paraphernalia. Okay, so now we get uh, lots of really cool shots of Michael creeping on Annie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she spills butter all over her shirt, so now As she's... As you do. Yeah. So she takes her clothes off so in she, the kitchen in yeah. front of an open window. Yes. Like you do. Oh, it's the 70s. Oh, yeah. Um, Things were wild and loose. Yeah, and she's not wearing a bra. She's a she's a feminist. Mm-hmm. She's a feminist icon, Nancy mm-hmm. Loomis. So, and then we get to go out to the... Uh, and this whole time she's on the phone with Lori. Oh, yeah. Instead of watching kids. Yeah. They're she's, on the phone. They park them in front of the TV. Yeah, like she a, just sticks... Like lin- every babysitter what does. What did she say? She's like... Uh, Hell, like you know, every parent does, too. She's like eight straight hours of horror movies. Six. Six. She's, she's not going to know what hit her. And then she's, at the Dr. same time... Is it dementia or demento? I, I may have just offended a bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's... I think it's... Dem- oh, interesting. One of those. Yeah. Something like that. Demento doesn't sound I've seen this right. movie... Quarter of a million times. I know, but I would know it. There's little things that I, you know, I just can't remember. One of the movies they're watching, by the way, is The Thing. Mm. Foreshadowing. Yes, uh, which is pretty neat. I mean, obviously, he never thought he would remake that Mm -hmm. when he's making this movie. So that's a pretty cool little. It was one of his all-time favorite movies. That's why he put it on the TV in Halloween. Oh man, any any interview you watch with him, he's always talking about. uh, Is it Howard Hawks? Yes. Yeah, he's always talking about Howard Hawks movies. Uh, he loves that guy. Westerns, anything he made, he mm-hmm. loves him. Um, it's clearly a big influence on on who he became as a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Michael Myers kills a dog, which they always do. Yeah, they always dog, the little girl's dog. Uh, I watched the commentary. Apparently, all they did was just like pick the dog up and then set it down, but then they played that film in slow motion. So the oh, dog's so being set. His dog, his, his dogs, his legs. You know, yeah, limp. they look like they're slowly. He's just setting him down. Oh, yeah, clever. Pretty neat. Let me splinter off for two seconds. Uh, on this podcast, <laughs> yeah, Friday the Thirteenth Two. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So chicks making out with the dude in the wheelchair. Yes. Okay. She goes back to her cabin, takes off like black panties. To put on the saggiest brown panties I've ever seen. Sexy times over. And I was no, she was she was changing to go back. That was her makeout drawers. Man, I was like, I told uh, I told my wife, I was like, she's already wearing black underwear. Isn't that the sexy underwear? I just I just the ones she put on were looser, <laughs> but they were satin. I guess I guess that's what was sexy about them. Uh. But he got a machete in the face. He did. Maybe she had to get the bigger drawers on because she was about to shit her pants. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Man, I like that movie that uh, because they included a guy in a wheelchair, but there's no ramps. 
he falls down those stairs when he dies. How did he get up them to begin with? I don't know. And I also like that everyone challenges him to an arm wrestling competition. The guy who uses his arms 24-7. Anyway, John Carpenter's Halloween. I just wanted to... Because Annie, because we saw Annie's panties. Ooh! So why didn't she start an underwear business? I would have really capitalized. Dude, there's so on this many movie. like internet, um, you know, those little in a internet pop up clothing shops. Yeah, they totally do that. Yeah. this time Halloween themed underwear. Yes, and you could. That's a that's a cute name. That Annie's name would panties. Annie's panties. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. No, you could show that on daytime TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, Annie gets herself locked in the laundry room. And you think... Which is a weird... I'm going to go to the laundry shed. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a mile away from the house. It's from the house. It's in the backyard. Why does it lock from the outside? It's the 70s. Like, why would you ever create a scenario where you get locked into your house in any way? Maybe they kept the dog in there. Mm, Okay, maybe. So you think that's where she's going to eat it, man. She's... She's yeah. got to be gone. Mm-hmm. But then Lindsay goes out there to tell her that, uh, you know, she's got a phone call. So that's how she saves yeah, her. her boyfriend called. Yeah. Some great Paul. shots in that in that laundry shed. Yeah. She's doing the laundry, putting the stuff in. And then, you know, they turn the camera a little bit and there's Michael. Yes. Staring at her through the door window. Mm-hmm. Then they cut back to her, cut back. He's gone. Love stuff like that. That happens again. When she goes back she goes in back to answer to the, the phone. And he's in the back window. She left the door ajar. Yeah. And, and he's, he's just, just there. There. And when she comes back. Gone. Gone. Love it. Yeah. Great. All that stuff is great. And, they, and this is the shot that I mentioned earlier. When she takes Lindsay across the street. Because she's going to go bang her man. Mm-hmm. Um, See, she should clock out then. Yeah. She don't need to get paid while she's. No. Fornicating in someone yeah. else's house. Absolutely. 70s. Ugh, teenagers. When she takes Lindsay Dude, across I, the street. I had a revelation when you were like, I was like, oh man, I'm old now. That does sound like shit. If someone was doing that in my house, I'd get pissed. Yeah, would you? <laughs> <laughs> I paid you to watch my kids. Uh, anyway. Have, yeah, and you have three kids. I have three kids. Imagine if they just took them across the street. And yeah, I don't know the your people house. across the street. <laughs> yeah, did the other, did those parents, well, I get, I mean, all right, they probably know Tommy. Because she says, you want to go watch TV with Tommy Doyle? And she's like, yeah. Well, typically back in the day when the suburbs were like a new-ish thing, you know, from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. People got to People know knew neighbors. each other and actually went outside and talked to one another. How Unlike you, today where nobody, I, I don't know my neighbors. I, I don't neighbors. even, like there's a dude who lives next door. I'll see him when he's getting in his truck, leaving to go to work, and I'll wave at him. And that's it. That's, that's the end of our meet and greet, our pleasantries. I don't even wave at mine, honestly. They don't wave at me. Either. Well, I mean, I'll wave and, you know, give them the smile and wave, like, hey, how's it going? But, you know, that's just me saying, if some shit goes down in my house, you got my back, right? Oh, I got you. I thought he was just real cute. Oh, he's dreamy. He walks outside <laughs> with his shirt off all the time. He's got abs. My neighbor does, too, but he does not have abs. Mm. He does like most of his you. yard work shirtless. And he's a big listener. Hey, Tom. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's a big lizard. <laughs> Is her name Tom? Uh, you should see him doing his yard work with no shirt on. Weird lizard body all showing. Um, we are off topic. Oh yeah, that's how this show. That's how this show works, man. Hey, we didn't promise quality. No, the movie's perfect. 
You should know now this podcast is not. The hosts are not. <laughs> we are not qualified to talk about these films. Not at all. If you're downloading this, that's your fault. Mm-hmm. But tell well, a thanks friend. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. Happy Halloween. Happy that's Halloween. the episode. Tell your mamaw. <laughs> yes. Tell your mamaw about Halloween. Um, and this podcast. She probably knows about <laughs> she Halloween. Knows she's, she's been around. <laughs> What's this Halloween? Um, okay. Satan. <laughs> kids are at Tommy Doyle's house. Yeah, kids she, are at Tommy Doyle's house. Uh, Annie's gonna, doing double duty. Yeah. Because Annie's got to get her booty filled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they call it? I guess. It was the 70s. <laughs> Hang on, I got that fan just myself. came out. I don't even know why I said that. <laughs> booty filled. The moment finally happens for Annie. She goes out to get in the car. Car's locked. She goes back in to get the keys. Hey, before... And when the, her boyfriend calls, that's John Carpenter. Yes. You Paul never see her John boyfriend. Carpenter. But when he calls on the phone, it's John Carpenter yeah. playing Paul. You can hear his mustache rustling the phone. Yeah. Not really. Uh, uh, hey, Annie. Yeah. Hey. That's a big mustache. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fish flopping. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> By the way, much like your Donald Pleasance, your mustache impressions are on point. Well, I do work on them all the time. <laughs> Um, it's a mustache. <laughs> Annie gets the keys, goes back out to the car, doesn't realize, door's unlocked. And doesn't notice that the windows are fogged up. Well, yeah, until she sits down, and then she starts to run her finger on it, and then, boom, back seat. Sounds like, what? Yeah. Condensation. Yep. And this like is Mars boom did. Yep. And he's in the back seat, which, again, I said, when it's done right... It works. It works. And I like it. I like it here. And there is that creepy shot where Tommy sees Michael is taking Annie's yeah, again, dead body. The only person other than Lori that sees him is Tommy. Yeah, that's interesting. <clears throat> and when he does see him, that great shot like we were talking about. Yes. Where uh, and he they cut from Tommy's point of view on where Annie's talking to Lori on the phone and he's standing outside the window and Tommy sees him. It's such a great shot. Yeah. It's kind of reminiscent of the uh, priest on The Exorcist, yes. which is like the cover art for yes. the movie. It's kind of like that, but uh, Michael staring in the window. It's creepy. It's, it's my favorite shot of the movie. Shot. Yeah. It's, and you can't <clears throat> see anything, but again, his shape, and Tommy thinks That's he's what the Michael Myers. Man. They call him his shape because it doesn't matter who the fuck that is. No. It's just some dude taking out people. Yeah. And the emotionless mask adds to that. Because Absolutely. when you do see him, you see that mask, and you're like, oh, shit, what is this? Yeah. And you have no idea what's going on under there. Nope. You, yeah. It's it's terrifying. <clears throat> I think that's why it's... But I yeah. think that's why it's so iconic, and I think that's why they just couldn't let it die. They were like, this is scary. That And that's they never recaptured the, the creepiness of that mask. In the first one. No, okay. So Two is a close second. That documentary that you... Uh, let borrow. me borrow. Mm-hmm. Um, 25 Years of Terror. Yeah, they say that... Um, I forget which one. I guess it's the fourth one. But Shitty mask. Yeah, they didn't have... Uh, they didn't have the rights to use that first mask for some reason. Hmm. They said that they would get it's been sued. A while since I've seen that documentary. Yeah, they mentioned some legal <laughs> issues, so they that's why the mask looks different every time. Oh, uh, they, I remember they asked uh, Don Post, who is a famous mask maker, 
to make the mask for the first Halloween. He was all like, okay, well, my fee is this much. And I think it was more than the, uh, than the amount of the whole, the budget for the movie. <laughs> and they're like, uh, thanks. We'll just Take it paint easy. this, uh, Will Shatner was it, mask. Um, was it Dean Cundey, the, the, uh, cinematographer who found it? I don't or remember was it Tommy who found Lee the Wallace? mask. It may have been Tommy Lee Wallace. Who was... John Carpenter's like protege who yes. was like assistant. Yep. But he found it and made it. Yeah, and it's and did an amazing job. Oh, it's, it's perfect. never been it's recreated. No. And they get worse. We talked about this a little worse bit. With every movie. Um but they just oh they're awful. At some point they were like, you know what's scary? Is if the mask isn't tucked into his collar and that back part's just flapping and open. Why would they let that happen? They does that in the first one a little bit. It's kind of like I like that it's all messy. It's just some dude, almost said a bad word, um, puts on a, a mask, and it's just like he doesn't care how it looks. He's just trying to go out and I guess take care of business. Mm-hmm. To me, it just maybe the masks were just so shitty looking that it really stands out later on. Uh, I think they made like twenty or thirty different masks for part four, and they went with the absolute worst. <laughs> oh my god, it's so bad. Anyway, uh, I, th- I think they um, they later went back to Don Post and was he again like Christopher Lee. He was like, "That's the biggest mistake I've ever made." Yeah. And then I think he did some for some later movies. Maybe uh, Resurrection? No, H two O. Maybe H two O. That's a decent mask. There are like five different ones, mm-hmm. and they're all throughout the film. And there's even a CG scene, and boy, it's hideous. Mm-hmm. Oh, forgot about that. Oh, yeah. it's hideous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was a video so you could see, like, because your piano playing is also amazing. Okay. And Tommy sees yeah. Michael Carey and Annie off. Yes, and now, uh, and we kind of, like, glossed over this, but uh, Loomis and Brackett have been growing down this whole time also. Yeah. Uh, they go, they to go the, into Meyer's house. Yeah, and there's that, that thing breaks the window. The, that, the gutter yeah. falls off and breaks the window. And that's Loomis when you first see Loomis' his gun. gun out. Yeah. And then he puts it away, and he's doing those like weird, uh, nervous laughs to bracket. He's yes. like, I, "I have a permit," and he pulls out this tissue out of his pocket. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and bracket's giving him this look like, hey, "You all right? What the hell?" He has that. He's got that ready to go. He like puts the gun in. I have a permit. Like, why isn't why is the permit so accessible? I like that he thought it. to bring it because yeah, no. he's not a cop. He's a doctor. Absolutely. You must think me a bit strange or whatever he says. He's great. Uh, <laughs> I just, every time he talks, and then in a little bit when the kids are like messing with the Myers house. I love that scene. Love it. Love it. Because he gets his humanity back for a little bit. He's not this obsessed guy, madman. And the kids are playing with the Myers house and he's behind the bush and he's just like, get the hell out of here or I'll yeah. beat your ass. Or, get your ass away it. from there. Yeah. And he and is he, so pleased with and himself. He has this big smile on his face. But like, then Brackett scares the shit out of him. Yes. He's like, hey. Ah! It, I like that moment where he's so happy with what he just did. Uh, mm. Probably the last time he'll ever smile for the rest of his life. <laughs> this is where Linda and what's her boyfriend's name? Bob. Bob. They show up and uh, Annie is not in the house. But she is. They don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and... They find out that Lindsay's going to be gone the rest of the night, so now they're going to bone in this house also. Well, they pull up in the van, and they say the weirdest thing in the whole movie, where um, Linda is like, 
So, what do we do if the kids catch us or something to that effect? And he, the her Bob says that we'll take Lindsay's clothes off too. I think he meant to say Annie. He had to. He have, had right? to have, and they no Lindsay's one caught like, that because Lindsay's, Lindsay's like, like eight, a, a seven or eight yeah. year old girl. Yeah, that is a weird line. But or anyway. maybe he's just got a really dark sense of humor. Maybe. Yeah. It was the 70s. Yeah. You know, I used to say really fucked up shit, but I have a kid now, and I'm a little more... Uh, some things just aren't funny to me now. Yeah. Pedophilia is at the top. Yeah. Ooh, I hate I hate that those jokes went out the window. Ugh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's see. They think there's going to be a big orgy in uh, Lindsay's house. Yeah. Uh, so... They boned down. Sex is pretty fast. Not as fast as that first scene. It was the 70s. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, in the 70s, people didn't have this, like, tantric lovemaking. They were like, hey, we gotta, we gotta we get got in and get out. We gotta yeah. get back out on the farm and milk the cows. <laughs> that was the 70s, right? I think so. <laughs> this movie was made in the 1870s, right? Yeah. <laughs> While they're having sex, like, the shadow of Michael, like, moves across the, like, mm-hmm. moves across the room. That's great. Well, also, the, just burning jack-o'-lanterns. Like in but, the bedroom, yeah. yes. You got to set the mood. I guess. Did they bring that in, they or did Lindsay's in. parents were just like ah, it's the one be... that was on the porch? I think. Oh, okay. Because when they cut back, I don't think it's on the porch anymore. Oh, okay. I see. And then, uh, oh, this is probably the best kill in the movie. Uh, Bob gets stabbed, like through the one chest, big stab into the wall, and, and this, he hangs there. This moment is so creepy because as he's hanging there. Michael's just kind of like tilting his head back and forth. Confused dog look. Yeah, and he's just studying this thing he did. When he does that, you're like, is he admiring his work or he's like, what's going on? Is he confused? Yeah, there's weird duality going on. Yeah, it's it's an interesting moment, and it's and it plays real creepy. Mm -hmm. Like, so then, (laughs) this is so great. Michael decides he's going to put on a Halloween costume. And so yeah, now Bob's he's ghost costume. Yeah, so now he's wearing the sheet, and he puts Bob's glasses on over. It's adorable, Michael. You know, he's just a little boy, and yeah, he just he's wants forever to, that little boy. Yeah, and so uh, you know, there's that moment with Linda, and he strangles her with the phone cord, mm-hmm. and as she, uh, and then as she's like dying, she pulls the sheet off, reveal. Really you know, Mike. It just looks cool. It, it is, all plays yeah. really well. He kind of, and I never really noticed this before, but he kind of builds like this haunted house mm-hmm. for Lori. It's really strange. Like when she comes over, he has the headstone in the bed, and his Annie's like, that, yeah, "We blazed over that too." He stole it from the cemetery. Oh yeah, he stole his sister's headstone. Yeah, and so he's got all this set up. I mean, it's for Lori, right? Like, who else would need to see this? I feel mm-hmm. like this is all for her. You think that he thinks that that. Since she came up to the house, I, this is just a new thought okay. that I've seen this movie many times and never thought about this before. But um, <clears throat> do you think that he thinks Lori is Judith? Maybe. And he's got to kill her again? Maybe. Maybe he's just replaying that, that night over and over? It might be. That's a good... I mean, they don't... They I mean, don't. They have, literally just came to me. I've yeah. never thought about that. They don't have to... They don't They don't ever explain it. I they mean, don't they do a little bit shit. later, That's the, but... Going off the like way we said, we're, we're not at it. we're ignoring all the stuff after after <clears throat> no. this movie right now. Um, yeah, that's you know what that's an interesting take on that. Yeah. I because he is maybe he is just locked in that because well, he leaves like, on he's Halloween. Forever again. locked on that. Yeah, because you know when it's not Halloween, he sits in a comatose state, staring out the window, three hundred sixty-four yeah. days a year. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. Well, 
write your reviews and thoughts to uh, whatever our email address is. <laughs> yeah, it was lick my nuts. At <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pod <Carpenter-rants-pod> at gmail.com. None of you are going to write, no. but if you do, I'll read it. Hey, I'll even, I won't. Yeah, Go I'll read it, yeah. and I'll write back. Another creepy noise. Um, that was my mouth. Oh, okay. My lip just like moved and squeaked. It was weird. <laughs> oh, squeaky lips. Um, you thought you got you thought you got away from that nickname, but it's back. Uh, <laughs> no, okay. So Lori Lori goes across the street and she finds this literal haunted house that he's kind of built, and this is where they're finally. I mean, she's been seeing him all day, but now they're face to face, and uh, you know she. She sees the bodies. Uh, Bob comes swinging out of that closet. In. It's rare. I bet. Linda's I bet that was a, in the closet. I bet that was a huge like jump scare in the theater. Mm-hmm, I bet people probably. went nuts. Uh, and now you get the. So she, he's just kind of very steadily following her. She breaks the glass. She gets out. She's running across the street, and uh, she she dropped her keys at some point so she's trying to wake up Tommy to get back in the house and throwing potted plants at the window and Michael is just you know walking across the street very paced with that dun 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 yeah it's great and then dude the score does so much in this movie um it's so great and then uh, so she gets in the house, but that other door, that side door, is open. Mm-hmm. So he's in the house, and well, well the, we've skipped over when she's being chased. She goes to the house next door first, oh, right? And this is like I think this is a, a big social commentary that John, the carpenter's throwing in. She bangs on this door of this stranger she doesn't know, screaming for help, begging for help. Someone's just chasing turn- her, and they look out the window at her, and then they just turn the porch light off. Yeah. They're just like I was like that's Carpenter saying something right there. Definitely, and I think there's a little bit of the idea that um, people think that in the kid, suburbs you're on your own. That like we were saying earlier, we're all friendly to each other's face, but it's fake. Yeah. All in all, we're, we only give a shit about who's in this house. Absolutely. And them only. Absolutely, and I think that the idea of it being Halloween plays into that also because kids do stupid stuff on Halloween. Like yeah. The idea that Especially like, it was getting late and everyone was done trick or treating. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. Last year on Halloween, around eleven o'clock, someone knocked on my door at eleven. It was whoa. eleven o'clock. My kids were asleep. Me and my wife were sitting there, and this thing, she was about to go to bed, and someone just knocked on our door, and we just stood and stared at one another, and we're like, "If we don't breathe, they'll go away." <laughs> so and they went away, but still, that Ooh, that was freaky. That is creepy. Hopefully it wasn't some kid and their dad got off at like 10 o'clock at night from work and they're like, we still got time, which <laughs> would make me sad, but hopefully it wasn't someone trying to kill us. Well, they didn't. They didn't. We're sitting so. here. Yeah. Carpenter rants. Yeah. <laughs> Michael's in the house and Lori stabs him with the... Big crochet needle? Yeah. And... Uh, right in the eye. Yes. And then she goes upstairs and she tells Tommy she's, she's like I killed him uh, I don't know why she thought that needle he killed him like, you can't kill the boogeyman and then he shows up behind her Bam. Bam. again the score is so great mm-hmm. so she locks the kids in the bedroom she runs into the other room opens the those balcony doors and then hides to make, herself make her think that she jumped out and yeah. ran off 
and then hides herself in the closet, which, admittedly, not not a great idea. She's a it's a teenager. Yeah, that's true. They're not smart like us. Yeah, that's true. We're adults, and mm-hmm. we just stand silently and hope the killers go away. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you just mute the TV. Yeah. I don't know why I think that helps. <laughs> because all killers are like T-Rexes, right? When you yeah. stand still, they don't see. Yes. Um, Sam Neill taught me that. There's the closet scene. That's scary. He's like, you know, bashing the door down. He punches through that, yes. that closet door. And, and she... Swinging wildly with that knife. That's It's insane. It's That's tense. tense as hell. This is... What they've been building for the whole movie is finally here. It's and it climax. doesn't... It does not let go mm-hmm. until it's over. And uh, she gets a hold of the knife. He drops it. Yeah. Stabs him. He's down. For the second time in the movie, she drops the knife. She sends the kids out screaming into the night. To get help. Yeah. And Loomis overhears them screaming. And he goes to the, the house with the open door. Mm-hmm. Now Lori's kind of hanging out on the floor. Just, just trying shot. to like catch her breath. And then there's that, we mentioned it earlier, but that shot where he just sits up up. like Frankenstein, just Mm -hmm. up and like every time you hear that score, it's just, it's, I don't know. It just works so well. And it brings, well, we glazed over the part where they're fighting on the, on the upstairs and he throws her over the, uh, oh yeah, over on the, the stairs. Yeah. This was across the street. Yes. Oh, yeah, it was. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We glazed over that big time. Anyway. Yeah, we did. That's fine. I mean, we don't have to go. She's hurt. She can't run full-fledged. That's... If they haven't seen it by now, oh, I you've mean. Seen, yeah. You've yeah. seen this movie. Maybe. Yeah. And if they haven't, then they're jerks. Yeah, jerks. Uh, yeah, jerks. What are you, a Mormon? <laughs> Do they not like Halloween? The holiday or the movie? Either. I don't know. Huh. I used to know a Mormon. You should call him up. It's a girl. Oh. Well, don't talk to her. No, <laughs> So if you're Mormon, hit us up at carpenterants at gmail.com. Yeah, we have a platform here. Mormons, reach out. Yeah. Let us know what you think about Halloween. I don't know anything about no, your that's, religion. That's Jehovah's Witnesses that don't celebrate Halloween. I'm sure Mormons do. They're cool people. They gotta at least be. the one I knew was. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Let's alienate the audience. Okay, so now uh, Loomis comes in. Uh, oh, there's a moment where Lori like pulls Michael's mask off. Yeah, you see who he is underneath. Just who was not the guy playing him. That was Nick Castle who played him. But I think the guy who was the, they showed his face. I think he was a stunt man or something. I don't, I don't know. But you see his face for like a second, split second, and it's just a dude. He's not a, <clears throat> he's not a monster or anything like that. It's just a dude. But he immediately puts his mask back on. It's yeah. like he has to be wearing... A mask, too. Yeah, because in the beginning of the movie, he, he puts on that mask. clown mask. It's it's almost like the mask gives him a, the, the ability or the it's power like the to do it. The mask is his real... Yeah, is his, his face. face. Yeah, it's kind of like that Rorschach thing in mm-hmm. Watchmen. Yeah. He gets the mask back on. Loomis shoots him. And then there's this great moment of this, the shots. And Michael's... Yeah, Michael's doing that that thing as he's getting knocked back, back yeah. by each bullet and the final shot Falling sending him out, out the, the balcony, window yeah. yeah and then Loomis looks over the balcony well he talks to Lori for a minute she says it was the boogeyman yeah was he's, the boogeyman I'm afraid it was yeah and then he looks out and then Michael's gone and then the, well he looks out first and he's there laying yes. on the ground then he goes and comforts Lori and then he goes back and, she, and he's gone. He's gone. And I got, I got goosebumps. There's a little, there's a, a little imprint. Yeah. Like a cartoon. Yeah. 
<laughs> I guess it's his blood. I don't know. I guess. Um, and then he's gone, and that's and movie's in. He's it's just out it. in the night, and it's credits. Oh, you know what? Uh, we're about to about to glaze over one of my absolute favorite parts of the movie. Okay. Uh, the montage of shots. Yes. Of where everything had just happened, mm-hmm. and they just look quiet. Everything's normal. It's like nothing ever nothing happened. Nothing ever happened. Look, I just got goosebumps thinking about it. That, to me, That's is... That's another thing. It's just like, this could happen to you. Look at all yeah. this normal stuff. Look how yeah. quiet it is. This can happen anytime, anywhere. Every one of these scenes... Good night. <laughs> yeah. Every one of these scenes, like, carnage had just taken place. That was another good thing. Like, the theme in most of his movies is hopelessness. Yes. So, like, when you're done watching that movie in the 70s and you're walking out of theaters and you know this mad guy's still on the loose... Yes. That had to... That, that was unnerving. That had that. to play so well. <laughs> Again, I'm really jealous. Uh... I wish I could have, you know, seen the movie like that. By the time I'd seen it, I'd probably seen a couple of the sequels already. You know, you just you never get that pure experience like people got. I went in order. I saw Halloween first and then went in, in order. And yeah. Quickly uh, regretted watching the sequels. And Man, even the second one I love. I love I like the, second the second one. one. Yeah. I don't necessarily love the uh, the plot point that they're brother and sister. I don't. I don't Carpenter necessarily flat love out that. said he was hired to write the sequel, and he did. But when he wrote it, he was like, "I have no idea what to do with this. Yeah. I've already told my story, but I'm getting money, so here we go." Well, apparently, uh, he and Deborah got screwed out of a lot of money. Yes, for the first movie, mm-hmm. and the reason That's why for, he came back for the yeah. sequel, um, which sucks. But that you hear that story throughout at the time. That being an, an indie movie, it made a ton of God. money. Halloween made a ton of money. They made like fifty million dollars, something like that. Yeah, I over three hundred thousand. That's dude. For, we have a three hundred thousand yeah. dollar budget. That's I mean, insane. They made. They printed money. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and they got screwed out of. They all they got was like ten thousand dollars. Yeah, it wasn't. Whatever it was, their contract was bad. Yeah. So they go back. They make the second one. They make that money they should have made. Um, and the he, second he, one's he makes all the the music things, you know. The, yeah. Every time uh, they use that score, he gets money for it. Yes. Uh, and any variation of it too, he gets money for it. Well, as he should. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's iconic. Um, and I like the second one a lot. I think the second one is trying to keep up with like the Friday the Thirteenth. It's a, it it's is. gorier. The the slow the, burn. The original is, one. Invented all the tropes we know. Yeah. And then all these other slashers have came out because two came out in what, 82? 81? 81, 82. One of those. Yeah, one of those. And the second one is trying to copy all the tropes that the first one originated. Yeah. Yeah. And they and they and even it's had... it's kind of silly. And, and they even had Carpenter go back and like shoot some scenes to make it bloodier, scarier. Yeah. Um, who directed it? Rosenthal? Greg yeah. Rosenthal? He came, after it was released, he came out and said that Carpenter ruined the movie, his original vision, because he wanted it a lot like the first one. Yeah. And I totally see his point. Absolutely. I'm, I'm on John Carpenter's side. Oh, Sorry, Rosenthal. forever. Well, John Carpenter said that his sh- his shots did not improve the movie. Yeah. I mean, um, he even he, said that, yeah. Was he like, knows that. He That's knows what the that. studio wanted. Yeah. The opening shot where he sneaks into the old people's house and takes the knife. Yeah. But he doesn't kill them? Yes. Oh, I love that. I do, too. That's you why... You can see that Rosenthal really loved the first one, and he wanted definitely. to recapture that. Definitely. And 
that's why it's it makes even less sense that he would randomly kill that girl. Yeah. And I'm I'm pretty I can't be like I don't know. Well, you could I think say that, he, that he was he just saw a young babysitter and was all like, "Oh, you're the girl that just got me shot." Yeah, maybe. Staff. Maybe. Um, but it, but in this, but see, this is the script where they reveal the reason he's chasing Lori is because it's mm. his sister. So because he writes Sam Hain, he writes Salwin on a chalkboard. Yes. Um, yeah. So I, you know, again, that relationship I didn't really need. And but I've heard some people, um, I've heard some people shit talk Lori in this movie. They're like, she's she's such a strong character in the first movie and in this movie she's just I've heard like that too. they're all like there's no reason for her to be in here but wasn't she just traumatized she's A traumatized yeah B, she's drugged up yes C she's in a hospital she's and still survives yeah and, and still, still survives. survives yeah I think and she's wearing a terrible wig Oof, yeah <laughs> I, I think a lot of people I, I don't like that critique of the movie. I think that's I think that's easy, I think that's and I think it's wrong. Yeah, it's I think it's like, wrong. You got to see it from the character's point of view. She's just been through a lot of like, shit. This just and this is literally up. like thirty minutes after that happened. Yes, and they doped her, and she didn't want it, mm-hmm. and they did it. So she is just laying there a lot, but she still ends up surviving the night yep. again. Um, I love the opening shot uh, where they shoot the window from the outside. And yes. Michael Fault. That's that's, that's my favorite shot of the shot, whole movie. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really beautiful, and it gives you. And, uh, then you go to Michael's point of view, where you see Loomis running around. Yes, saying I shot him six times. Yes, I love all that. See, these are things that are commenting on that first movie mm-hmm. that clearly Rick Rosenthal loved. Yeah, and he's paying homage to it. And I think all that stuff really plays well. And Loomis has my favorite line in the whole movie: "You don't know what death is." I've been trick or treat to death tonight. You don't know what death is. And then it cuts to that updated theme, and the way he delivers it, you don't know what death is. And then he just runs into the night. He's yeah. gone. Like, oh, it's so great. And again, he's a little more he's a little more cartoony this time around. Well, he's 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 got that adrenaline pumping. Yes. He just he just shot this guy. I thought he Absolutely. killed him when he got up and ran off. He's like super what the fuck in this movie. <laughs> Uh, this movie has a lot of great stuff. You get the the child that is murdered by a police cruiser. Ben, that's ben Kramer, the guy yeah. they tried to put Laurie up with in the first uh, movie. Uh, who's he, dressed like Michael Myers somehow. He that, bursts that, into always, that always bugged me when I when I was a kid and I first saw this. I was like, what is he dressed as? Well, not th- well that. It's just he's conveniently dressed as Michael Myers. Yes. And he's walking down the street and the cops... Z- plow into him and yes. pin him up against a van in the and road. And it explodes. And then it explodes. And then they, they're they like, we just got a call from across uh, a couple blocks down. He's killed another one or whatever. And then they have to back up and leave and leave, leave a kid. Yes. A teenager dying in the streets on fire. Yes. No ambulance, nothing. They all just leave. Like that moment even, didn't even I was matter a kid, anymore. I was like, is someone going to help him? Dude, I love that bit. And then... Uh, there's tons of stuff. Okay, so here's what we're going to do for Halloween 2. And Doug and I talked about this previously. Uh, we're going to do our first Carpenter Rants commentary uh, feature length for Halloween 2. Um, Carpenter the, Rants presents yeah. Halloween 2 commentary. Yeah. There is a commentary on the uh, Scream Factory Blu-ray. Yes. It's terrible. Mm. Um 
they watch the movie a lot silently and they talk about they were both in the same acting class and they talk about that at length so there's nothing to do with the movie very little um and i could only watch about half of it and i just gave up uh yeah so we're going to be doing a carpenter rants presents halloween 2 it's a bonus episode release it on halloween yep sounds good spoil the magic for you yeah it'll be there so you'll listen to this one and then tomorrow you'll wake up uh this one was a trick tomorrow will be the treat or vice versa. Yeah, they'll both be terrible, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I think that one of the lead actors and the director of the film aren't good enough for you, but uh, Doug and I are coming. We're going to... Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doug and I are coming to we'll, we'll compensate. We'll save it for you. Yeah, we're gonna, it's going to be great. And uh, we, can, we can use that opportunity to discuss <laughs> some more entries in the series also. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we don't have to ruin this episode with even more so than we already have. <laughs> hey, when I cut it, it'll sound tight and perfect. So tight, tight. Anyway, uh, that's Halloween. You should pick it up. There's a uh, there's many different oh, versions gosh. of it. It is. It's been released so many. It's been released. We have as, the first Blu-ray, the Anchor Bay release. Yeah, and it looks amazing. It, it cleans up super nice. And then there was a re-release couple years back which yeah. i hear is a better yes version but the the 40th anniversary of the film is next year so i bet they're so gonna i do guarantee big... you they're gonna do like a 4k rip or, uh, or something yeah. like that and something's release coming an anniversary yeah uh, version which i will pick up yeah because so the last one that. that came out was the 35th anniversary so i doubt yeah. with a That's new movie coming new out that, yeah. yeah so i'm um, hopefully there's a newer rip and i'm sure they'll they'll make it all fancy with a new film coming out, it's just sure perfect like advertising. A, yeah. yeah, I'm sure and they'll have a 40-year uh, retrospective or something, commentary yes. with the cast, hopefully. Yes. And I mean, I bet should, that movie is iconic. Yeah, I mean, it's influenced every horror movie you've ever loved. Night of the Living Dead and Halloween are the two movies that like, everything from modern horror rips from. Absolutely. I mean, like, there's no argument there. No. That, that is the two movies that influence a whole... Their generation up into this day. Every movie is... What, what season of Walking Dead is it about to come on? If you eighth, love The Walking Dead, ninth? then you owe that to George Romero. George Romero, yeah. yeah like, he they didn't are, invent the zombie. He just made it better. He gave you the modern... He gave you the modern translation of the zombie. Mm-hmm. Being like that show shuffling, that slow shuffling. Shambling. Yeah. And we are the monsters, not yes. the zombies. That all that yes. everything you love about That's Walking every Dead. Every Romero movie, the commentary yeah. is the the monsters outside are the ones you don't have, you don't worry about them. Worry about the ones inside with you. Yeah. What what happens in Dawn of the Dead? It's not the zombies that yep. that kill them. It's uh it's sex machine and his and his Tom Savini and his gang uh, of misfits. Yes. Um. So and. Rightfully so, Romero's getting his Hollywood uh, Walk of Fame star. It sucks that it took him to die to do I that. I know. Like, they couldn't do that when he was alive. But yeah. he's getting one. And well-earned. Well mm-hmm. um, gone too soon. He was a genius. And Carpenter's a genius. And he's still with us. And Does he have a star? I don't know. We should look into that. And we should get it for him. Okay. Well, I mean... 
we'll find a way to raise. <laughs> there's a there's a chunk of money you got to raise. Start a lemonade stand in my front yard. All right, all the money goes to get Tom Carpenter a star in Hollywood. Starting Walking next Center. week, all ten of you who download this will have to pay fifty bucks a month on Patreon. Yeah, <laughs> visit our Patreon where we'll do nothing. <laughs> now, if Scream Factor wants to to send me some free Blu-rays or something, I'll be all right with that. Yeah, um, we're not paid by them. We just talk them up a lot. They do God's work. Uh, if you want a copy of uh, Willard on Blu-ray mm-hmm. and the sequel Ben, you know where to go. There you go. Um, all right. Well, this is going to wrap up Halloween. Like I said, you can pick up. Uh, there is a complete collection. Yeah. Uh, there's the 35th anniversary Blu-ray. There's the bare bones. There's Anchor the original Bay release. Anchor Bay release. Uh, oh, gosh, there are so many versions of this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get them literally anywhere. Uh, so, if you don't already have it, I don't know. You should own this. I yeah, mean, if you love horror movies, this is. And, I feel like, I feel like Assault on Precinct Thirteen is something that I could have sold. Like yeah. you may not have seen this before, but it's amazing. It's a classic. Yeah. This one, if you this haven't like, seen this, I feel like we're kind of wasting our breaths because everyone has seen this. And yeah, everyone knows. I mean, this is an iconic movie. Yeah, this is a celebration. Yes, uh, and if you haven't seen it. I'm so jealous, and I hope you didn't listen to this whole thing. I hope you're not. I hope you go watch it. What else can you say? Yeah, that's it. I mean, uh, thanks for listening to the Carpenter Rants. Mm -hmm. I'm Caleb. I'm Doug. Keep on ranting.